We get loud with the Quiet Beetle tonight on Rocks and Dirt. It's another Tuxedo Cats production of Rocks and Dirt. Good evening. I'm Mike Harper, your host. I'm joined by Todd Rindley, your producer. Hey, everybody. And Steve Graham, as color commentator. One, two, three, four. One, two. <laughs> Steve references the tax man as we are <laughs> celebrating the music of George Harrison tonight. You know, anytime we get a chance to do a Beatle, I'm going to get giddy. Here's one that touches me. What a song. Among, if not his best. I think he was my favorite Beatle. <laughs> He's become a lot of people's favorite Beatle, especially right now uh, as it's been 50 years uh, this week since All Things Must Pass, which we'll highlight in a moment. But it also commemorates the 19th anniversary of his passing in 2001, the age of 58. So something was uh, off of Abbey Road, 1969, uh, and he had accumulated a lot of, of work uh, over the years because he was given like one song an album every year. A lot of which ended up on All Things Must Pass. Right. <laughs> so that was like a big regurgitation of all his stuff. But the, you know, Abbey Road, this song became number one, and it was like the lead song from side, I guess side one, wasn't it? I think it was a double A side of this and Come Together. Yeah. There were both A sides, which yeah. they did every now and then back then. Of course, another one from the album is uh, Here Comes the Sun, which is a great song from the same album. Beatles albums. I'd like to tell John and Paul these were the best two songs the Beatles ever did. <laughs> they may they may agree with you, uh, at least on that album. They're they, two of the best. Yeah. Yeah, George, one of my favorite Beatles. He did came. I say that? I said that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll play what you want. Oh, I won't play at all if you don't want me to. All right, you want to move to uh, the next one from uh, Abbey Road as well? Here comes the sun. Now, I don't know where these landed on the charts necessarily. Steve, Come together with the B side to something. Something was the A side, so I was wrong. They've okay. done double A sides before in the past. Sure, yeah, but they came out together. Huh? Wow. It's all right. I had a rosewood telly, the whole thing rosewood, the neck rosewood, the body, and I'd never seen one except for George. Oh. Times got really hard when I sold that thing. <laughs> I wish I had it back. And he played a lot in the later Beatle years, I think. You know, this thing about him being the quiet Beatle, I heard his girlfriend said in an interview, in an interview that when they came to the States, he was sick, and he stayed in his room most of the time. Yeah. And so yeah. he didn't go out and make as many yeah. statements. He, he just didn't feel very well. Well, yeah. And he was more soft-spoken. Of course, Paul was, was very outspoken, and John was kind of the leader in the early days. And, uh, and those two being the primary songwriters, George kind of took a back seat. Now, uh, he was developing that songwriting all the while. And if we backtrack a little bit now and go back to the White Album in 1968, we get... 
to While My Guitar Gently Weeps. And this is when the Beatles were getting, uh, they were starting to have some problems in, in the, within the group. And he said it was great to bring in Eric Clapton to play on While My Guitar Gently Weeps because it was like bringing in a guest and everybody was on their behaved, best behavior. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they did the oh, same yeah. with Billy Preston. But let's have a listen to While My Guitar Gently Weeps from the White Album, 1968. Another you know, anytime you get a, a top 100 of the Beatles, uh, these three songs are going to be in the top 10 yeah. or, or closer. Um, yeah. So he he's he doesn't have near the prolific list that, that a McCartney or Lennon does, particularly with McCartney. He started really blossoming on the White Album, and then Abbey Road for songwriting. Yeah. yeah. Well, it makes sense to me that he was not the songwriter they were because when you're trying to be really innovative as a guitar player, you don't focus very much on writing you're other than writing with yeah. the guitar yeah. you know well also paul and john they start out writing together when yeah. the band started they wrote a lot of their early songs together right McCartney. even they before. started writing separately but they still called it when in mccartney right and george it was just him as yeah. a songwriter yeah and he he joined a little later he joined you know paul and john were already together you know shortly thereafter night about 1958 he joined the quarry he went to school with paul i think yeah he was paul's friend He's a year younger than Paul. And then he tried out. And then John initially thought that George was too young. He was 15. But he eventually proved himself when he played the song Rom Chi. He says, go ahead, George, go ahead and show him. You're in. Rom Chi, you're in. You can play Rom Chi. I won't play at all if you don't. (laughs) That was weird. Wait a minute. You can't say that when you're (laughs) auditioning. Oh, yeah. That's about 10 years later. I won't play at all. That's the only line that I've got from that is my Whatever only. You, that I'll is my do, only English British accent. George is the easiest for me to impersonate, really. Uh, yeah. Not that it's any good. <laughs> now I mentioned the 50th anniversary of All Things Must Pass. Now this is what we said was the kind of a regurgitation of all his all his music that he had been writing, a triple album. Now the, the third album of the the triplet was uh, just a jam. But let's listen to My Sweet Lord from All Things Must Pass. This was went right to the top. Uh, it was a great uh, kind of an inauguration for George as a solo artist, uh, fresh off the Beatles. Many breakup. critics, I think, uh, it, they make they, they say this is the highest rated uh, or the best solo Beatles album. Of course, I think Down the Run's great, but you know. yeah, right. He did a couple of solo projects while he's in the Beatles. Yeah, they're but more those, experimental. Yeah, huh? those didn't really take yeah. instrumental, but this one sure did. A lot of stuff from the White Album sessions, or that that didn't make the cut. Didn't make, yeah, yeah. He only got a few songs. So. Did we do this as an acoustic thing one time? We tried it one time, I think. We did. I think we did it with the band. The record I played on it with you. And a lot of his music, particularly from this album, uh, was showcasing his relatively newfound faith. Now he was uh, into Eastern religion, and. But he was, it was, they were very religious, you could call uh, this song and uh, another one called Isn't It a Pity, also from the All Things Must Pass project. I think I have that. That's on the Beatles anthology from the White Album sessions, I think. Maybe All Things Must Pass. And, and a great thought, isn't it a pity? This isn't is it a shame how we break each other's hearts and cause each other pain? One of my favorites. Yeah. This should have been a single, huh? Well, maybe they didn't release it as a single. No. I think they had a couple versions of it. No, it was the B-side of My Sweet Lord. Oh, was it? 
There you go. Okay. What's up with this album cover? <laughs> it's got little gnomes on it. It looks like a hermit. <laughs> yeah. It's strange, strange people. What's that scene from uh, Spinal Tap? <laughs> Oh, the yeah. tripping over the... Uh, oh, the, the, yeah, the Stonehenge. The, stone the, the tripping over the Stonehenge. Making a big thing would have been a good idea at the time. So, are we going to do Stonehenge tonight? <laughs> no, we're not going to do Stonehenge. <laughs> who, tell me some of the people that were on this album. Stonehenge. Eric Clapton. Oh, yeah. Eric Clapton, Ringo Starr, uh, Klaus Vormann, the From- guy that... Their friend from Germany that played bass on a lot of other stuff, and all the yeah. so- solo Beatles, Beatles stuff, except Paul, of Beatles friend, Beatles friend, uh, Billy Preston, Billy Preston, the guys in Bad Finger who were on the Apple label. This is quite a collaboration. They're singing backup vocals and playing on it. Uh, Gary Wright, the Dreamweaver, mm-hmm. he played piano on all of this stuff. Dave Bill Ma- Spector produced this, by the way, with Kinsella. Okay, let's do one more from this album. It's called "What Is Life." I think this one charted as well, didn't it? Yeah. And this is a wall of sound. Uh, this song. Yeah, going on. Nice little hit. Yeah. I think it goes through the whole song pretty much, too. Which is kind of cool. The bass is doing it, too. That's Klaus Vorman, probably. But nobody knows exactly who played on what because uh, they didn't keep the credits back then. So sometimes for contractual reasons, they were on other, all these musicians were on other record labels. But when they did the remix 30 years later, Ken Scott, the engineer, said him and he and George couldn't remember who played exactly on what because they didn't keep track of it back then. There were so many songs. Oh, the guys, besides Eric Clapton, the other guys that became Derek and the Dominoes, that's how they got together, was Delaney recording on this album. Yeah, they were in the Delaney and Bonnie group, and then they recorded together on this, and that, that's how Derek and the Dominoes started with uh, Bobby Whitlock, Jim Gordon, Carl Radel, and... Eric Clapton. Let's look at the 1973 Living in the Material World, a song called Give Me Love. Give me love, give me peace on earth. Again, kind of the spiritual Spiritual side of him coming out. Oh, I want to mention his slide guitar. He didn't do a lot of that in the Beatles until... Until his solo career, yeah. that that you know, I can my sweet lord, that slide, that slide guitar. He has it on here too. Yeah, it's, it became his sound. Yeah, he didn't do it that much in the Beatles. Play at all if you don't yeah, want. I'll play what you want. I won't play at all if you don't, don't play at all. He said that to Paul, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, I think George is my favorite Beatle. <laughs> he's one of mine. He's, a, he's, he's one of your favorite Beatles. Yeah. Yeah, he's in I my, have to be a Paul guy. I'm a bass player. He's in my Paul's top four. Time idol. So. But yeah, George is my second. Yeah. I also like Ringo and Close Paul second. and the other guy. That other guy. Pete I Best. Like those guys. Yeah. <laughs> They're some of my favorite Beatles. <laughs> you know who's not my favorite Beatle? Uh-uh. Uh, Billy Preston. Yeah, he's the Actually, fifth. I don't know. He Beatle. might be one of my favorite Beatles. He's the fifth, fifth Beatle. Beatle. Yeah. One of the fifth Beatles. Mm-hmm. Now, these are in the, all in the 70s, and all the Beatles had become solo artists, you know, doing their own thing at different levels of intensity. But then, of course, in 1980, John Lennon was assassinated, and it just ruined the, all the hopes and dreams of maybe a reunion. Of course, they'd only been broken up 10 years at that point, but John That's Lennon was killed. Only 10 years. Wow. Yeah, and, and so uh, George, of course, was devastated by this, and he wrote a song in honor of John. It was called All Those Years Ago, and it was in 1981. So let's hear a little bit of that. This was played a lot on MTV and on the 
Boyd TV yeah. starts later that year, but on the radio because it was yeah. a tribute to John Lennon. A lot of people did tributes to John Lennon that year. Elton John did one. Paul McCartney did one. He really looked up to John. They don't act with much yeah. Like his big brother, so it's And then a few years later, he did kind of a quirky little song as a bit of a, an homage to the Beatles. 1987, he did one called When We Was Fab. It's kind of a fun little song. Let's hear a little bit of that. When We Was Fab, George Harrison, 1987. Oh, cellos. Oh, Walrus cellos. And that sounds a lot like ELO. <laughs> yeah, Jeff Lynn. That was a collaboration with Jeff Lynn. The video's got a lot of funny... So to put, it, to put it in layman's terms, ELO played on this album. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Jeff Lynn was pretty much ELO, so yeah. you can say that. <laughs> you hear Jeff, Jeff Lynn's voice. Back when was all we had. Speaking of Jeff Lynn, he then uh, later collaborated with Jeff as well as Bob Dylan, Tom Petty, and Roy Orbison to form The Traveling Wilbur. And their big hit shoot was Handled With Care. George sings the first line. So. The best that's George. Yeah, that's him singing. Well, let's wrap up this segment of uh, our Rocks and Dirt. This is the Rocks segment with uh, George Harrison as we commemorate 50 years since All Things Must Pass, his big triple album. Uh, yeah, this one also from uh, Trevor and Wilbury's Handle with uh, Volume started. 1. End of the line. And their second album was Volume 3. Hey, do they have a train car like on Hard Day's Night? Yeah. Oh, so many songs and so little time. George Harrison passed away 19 years ago this past week the age of 58 and uh, there's Tom Petty there's Tom Petty he just passed four years ago three years ago three four. now we're kicking around the idea of playing some Tom Petty this weekend yeah yeah that leads us to our Good segue uh, yeah nice segue into our sponsor this week the Tuxedo Cats as we uh, look forward to another Thursday night at Crazy Cajun and uh, we're talking about maybe yeah. we're going to feature Tom Petty do some Tom Petty that night so the tuxedocats.com or check us out on Facebook for our schedule but uh, certainly Thursday nights is the place to be at, at Crazy Cajun at 6.30 we'll be featuring Tom Petty this week and then uh, tuxedocats.com for other yeah. uh, gigs come other up shows. Uh, Friday night at, at Breakers at Breakers so because we're at uh, Crazy Cajun every uh, every Thursday we try to make it interesting by featuring somebody and we always find out how many fans that person has yeah. in Tyler yeah. <laughs> you know but uh, Tom Petty this week and uh, and we're not going to do that on Friday night we uh, we haven't played at Breakers in so long we're really looking forward to getting back up there and, uh, such a cool venue and such great uh, menu we kind of yeah. started there <laughs> yeah yeah nine years ago I started oh. playing with y'all there and we were Breakers. Yeah, those Facebook memories show us all looking a little bit nine years younger. Mm-hmm. Don't they? <laughs> sure do. Breakers doesn't mind us uh, 
melting people's faces off too. Yeah. We rattle the rafters at Breakers. It's going to be a lot of fun. Of course, that that's late. You know, we don't start that way. So, come on out and have dinner. You know, and yeah, we'll do the dinner set first. Get Steve to sing some jazz. <laughs> <laughs> so, tuxedocast.com. We look forward to seeing you this weekend at uh, Thursday night at Crazy Cajun, Friday night at Breakers, and uh, for all your tuxedo cats needs, the tuxedocats.com. Now we're looking forward to hearing from Joel this week because our, our friend Joel, Todd's nephew, uh, no relation. Wait a minute. <laughs> That's my nephew. He is a, uh, a coach at Lindale. He ain't heavy. He's my nephew. <laughs> and they have had a, quite the football season, uh, to say the least. And so we we're going to get an update from Joel and see uh, just what happened this past week and how the future looks for the Lindale Eagles. I think we have him on the line now. Hello. Hey, Joel. Hi. Hey, thank you for coming on again today. Yes, sir. We are uh, on a winning streak, as you say, just uh, uh, beat the car out of Chaplin. Yeah. Oh, yeah, steamrolling steam rolling. Steamrolling, that's it. Boat yeah. race. Congratulations to the Lindale Eagles uh, moving on in the, in the playoff hunt. Tell us where we are. We are playing round four. Uh, we're playing Kilgore at SFA at 7 o'clock this Friday. Wow. Man, cool. That's, that's exciting. So it, it is It is very exciting. Give us the status of the team. Uh, who's healthy? Who's questionable, if anybody? Uh, everybody's healthy right now. You know, uh, the most important player, uh, Jordan Jenkins, you know, he's, hel- he's healthy and galloping as always. I mean, he's, he's ready to roll and – it's crazy to think uh, that we're, you know, possibly two rounds away from the big game. Wow. Yeah, that is exciting. And Jenkins is the one that scored, like, what, nine, eight, nine touchdowns last week? Or yeah. Of oh, yeah, he's pretty good, I would say. <laughs> wow. Dominant. Well, yeah, very listen, much Mike, so. Mike, I have a question. Maybe you can answer this. Lindell is, like, about 15 miles away from where we're sitting right now. Kilgore is 25 or 30. Why are we going to SFA? Can't we just do this in Tyler? Can we do it in White House or something? A neutral location, it sounds like. That's pretty neutral. Yeah, I don't exactly know. I mean, that's about my pay grade. I don't exactly <laughs> know why we're going to SFA. I would love I to know. make that trip. When is, when is the game on Friday? Friday night. We got a gig. Yeah, Friday, Friday at 7. We always have a gig. Yeah. yeah. When we get out it's of that gig, cold, we'll know. So bring your, bring your jackets and bring your thermals. Yeah. Mm. We're looking forward to hearing uh, how that goes and Always appreciate you checking in with us. We look forward to maybe next next week seeing if we can go to that next round. And I, and Joel, I'll I'll go ahead and forgive you now for beating the tar out of my Chapel Hill Bulldog steamroller. You know, we uh, if it wasn't for a pick six, we would have shut them out. Wow, that could have yeah. been even worse. They had a negative eight rushing yards in the entire second half. I mean, we freaking crushed them. Rub it in. It, got, it got ugly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, yeah you, you guys have played Kilgore already, haven't you? Yeah, we play, uh, We actually beat them for the district championship. Uh, we beat them 47 to 40. Uh, we're hoping to get that same result, you know, possibly just a greater number for us. Uh, you know, we had a couple things not go our way in that game, but and defensively, I think we got a pretty good, they got a pretty good plan going. So I expect it to be a better game for us. Excellent. We look forward to hearing from you, and congratulations again. Uh, Joel joining us again for Rocks and Dirt with, with the mighty Lindale Eagles. Woohoo! You guys keep, pull, keep pulling out those wins. We'll hope to talk to you next week. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Joel. Well, that'll do it for this rendition of Rocks and Dirt. For Steve and Todd, I'm Mike. Look forward to seeing you next week for Classic Rock and Sports. It's Rocks and Dirt. Lois, I'm coming to see you. Till next time. 
Bye bye. Well, they cheated you like a dog.